0: really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylia.com or at thelovelylia on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Have you ever asked yourself what is a good life? This is a question I've been asking myself a lot lately. We often get caught up in trying to manifest the perfect life, But are we clear on what that actually is? I bring you my new class, The Good Life Project, how to love the life you have while manifesting the life that you want. This class is the perfect bridge between mindset and manifestation, teaching you how to access deep clarity of what makes a good life for you and anchoring you in a clear framework that makes it easy for you to see what you'd like to manifest for the future. This class covers what is manifestation and dispelling many common myths about it, how to determine your maxims for a good life, how to figure out where you're starting from so you know where to go, how to deepen the clarity of the picture you have for your life, how to identify limiting beliefs and how to overcome them, how to use your growth to get better results and the integration process, how to notice more magic in your life so you start attracting more in it and identifying the real role manifestation plays in your life and the purpose it serves. I jam-packed this course in a very direct and concise format so you can get real value that could change your mindset and transform your life in under three hours of content. Most people are looking for someone to give them clarity and guidance, and I'm trying to help you find that within yourself. By learning my method, you'll be able to adjust your perspective to what really matters in your life and get laser-focused on what you'd like to manifest long-term. You can find out more information at thelovelyaliyah.com, or you can go straight to spiritualshitschool.com and check out the many courses we offer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I am so happy to be with you. Happy holidays. I hope those of you who celebrate Christmas had a wonderful one. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy whatever else you celebrate. Uh, we are marching quickly into the new year and I'm I'm always excited about New Year's. I love New Year's as a holiday in general because I love that feeling of a new start. I love the ability of, for me anyway, I love the ability that New Year's presents for transformation. And while I have done away with resolutions, for the most part, I still have really clear goals that I want to kind of whip into shape this year. And I'm really excited about that. So, with that, though, comes with how I defined what I want to do with this podcast. Drum roll, please. <laughs> the drama. Okay, spiritual shit is staying. And it's going to get better than ever. (laughs) I needed some time to figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And I was going through a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it identity crisis at all. I would say it's more of like a belief crisis where I was still trying to figure out what is it that I think about certain things. And, you know, being the host of a very spiritual but grounded show, it was important to me that I figure that out in the best way I could. And so, you know, going through the loss of a family member, going through a lot of uh, different dynamics in my family household and just, you know, life in general, uh, the way it presents, I had to sit down and get extra clear about what I want for this next year, how I want to do it and, um, what goal, uh, like what result am I looking for? Not necessarily an outcome, but what am I working towards? And getting very serious about that. I think that for a lot of us, we have fears about being seen, and in some ways, may find then what like aspects where we might sabotage or become inconsistent or whatever in hopes of creating something new. And it's purposeful and it has its purpose. And I'm really, really excited about um, the new direction. So, I spoke to some of you on Instagram and got your opinion because you are my community and I want to make sure that I do best by you and serving you while still following my gut and following my intuition. And so what I've decided to do, and you have confirmed for me, is I'm going to mix the new podcast, The Pursuit of Magic, with our current steady podcast, Spiritual Shit, because I am many different facets of person. I want to share those different facets with you. So we will have a few interviews. We will have mostly, um, me talking directly to you, whether it be in a scripted format or in downloads and channels and lessons and all that good stuff. So there's just going to be like a mix of fun things coming for you this new year. And I'm really excited about it. So I hope you're really excited about it. It's, um, It's, it's just something that I feel like I was trying to put myself in two different boxes. And I think, I think most of you are here to, to, to mush those boxes together for all of us, right? Like, um, there was a part of me that felt like I couldn't put this content here and I'm going to do it anyway. So we'll see how that evolves. (laughs) Uh, so thank you for being with me and being patient through the process. I'm I'm excited because somebody even said, like, you should change the subtitle to spiritual shit to the pursuit of magic. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yes. Um, so I'm taking their idea for sure and running with it. So uh, fun things coming in the, the new year. And something really cool that I have been thinking about, and then someone else also said on Instagram, and it just really was like, okay, I knew this was needed, that I'm doing a question box on my website. So if you go to thelovelyalia.com slash podcast, um, there's a question box on there where monthly or quarterly, we're going to get together all your questions and answer them on a, on a show. And I think that's exciting because it's about you know bringing my community into the show as well. And that seems really fun. So we'll see how that can evolve uh, depending on how many questions we get. Well, it would depend on how, how many episodes like that we have. Um, but yeah, if you have a question or if you have something to say or input or life experience that aligns with an episode, something, whatever, feel free to leave it in the question box. I'm really excited to hear from you. Okay, what's next? We have, I opened my new website with new readings and intuitive consulting. It's a very different format and I'm really happy to offer more uh, intuitive consulting that's more long-term, not just like a one-off reading. And it's not that I didn't enjoy readings. I still have a reading on there. If you, It's a two-hour a deep dive reading, if that's something that you want and you just need something kind of like a quick fix, if you will, <laughs> to get clarity very quickly. But uh, I want to work with people more long-term. I want to be able to see their progress and help them through something that's not just a um uh, you know like kind of a quick fix but something deeper and more transformational. Not to say that people have gotten incredibly deep transformation from one reading, but there's just more that I feel like I can do in helping someone along understand themselves and their purpose and tapping tapping into their own wisdom. So if that sounds like you, go to my website. You can find it all there. Okay. Um next you heard that we have a new workshop out the good life project how to love the life you have while manifesting life you want i won't give you all the details on that because you heard the ad but i will say that there is a coupon of 25 dollars off the code is xmas xmas until new year's so you have that as well um, to tap in if i'm trying to give all levels of access here so um if you're ready to take this walk with me and transforming ourselves not just for the new year, but for our life, this is about a mindset shift and change, then definitely check out any of those things available to you now. So thank you so much for letting me figure all this out. Um, It's been, I mean, you are with me. I'm sure you are experiencing loads of transformation as well. There's been such a shift and I felt it so palpably this year. And everybody feels it differently. So the shift is going to look different for everyone. But either way, if you felt a major shift, I uh, commend you for making it through this very bumpy road (laughs) that we live here on earth. So this next episode is one from the pursuit of magic, which will now be a part of spiritual shit. And it is about purpose. And it's about time and just the way that we can take ourselves out of our journey. And it's something that I'm really chewing on a lot lately. Like, what does it mean to be in the journey? What does it mean to really be in this experience and make it count and not rush through it? So I hope those of you who have not listened to the new podcast, this will be new for you. If you listen to the new podcast, you'll be re-listening to a very deep episode, but either way, this episode brings a lot of thought and a lot of depth to the idea of time and our purpose. So make sure that you aren't doing too much extra multitasking while you listen to it. It's a, it's a deep one. So, uh, I will leave you to it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to all those announcements and let's get into the episode right now. I aspire to be a slow liver, much like the Polaroids I swing beneath my fingers over and over again, there has always been something about old photographs that has caught my eye and transported me into another dimension, another lifetime of existence. That snapshot that I get to experience that moment over and over again, whether I took the photo or not, gives me a chance to reflect on a memory that manifested very physically in my hand. It gives me time to think about something longer, slower, and more intentionally. My love for photographs came to me as a child when my mom pulled out her 35mm Pentax camera. I held its metal frame, heavy and full of enchantment, in my little hands. My mom made sure to take plenty of photos of us at birthdays, baptisms, random days before church when she put extra effort into our hair and matching outfits that hadn't been soiled with sticky fingers or grass stains yet. It seemed like a slower time. My love of photography grew when I was a freshman in high school, and I told a teacher, that I'm going to be a photographer when I grow up. She seemed to nod in a way that I could only describe as, sure honey. I love the camera for it's way to make life stand still around it. My tool as a way to stop time and create a world that only I could see. But as I got older, I lost sight in the magic of what my tool could do for my soul. And I used it for what I could do for my career. The technology continued to speed up. And then it was all about digital and how many megabits, megabytes, terabytes, mark two, mark three, mark four. It was an arms race towards what was a better camera, how big each file could be, how many pictures you would return to a client, and then into styled shoots and getting published in my first few covers of magazines. I had hit it big. I began flying all over the world with my tools. Hong Kong, Bali, France, Morocco, Hawaii, New York, and racked up a list of over 30 countries. I was jet-set, and loving all the recognition I had for the work that I put into my craft. And while this sounds like a success story, there seemed to be something missing for me as work picked up in a major way. Though I had manifested all that I had been asking for, one question seemed to me remain unanswered. Is this my purpose? Sure, shooting weddings had been great and making sure to document some of people's proverbially best day ever seemed to have purpose. But something was missing from my life. My life was on high speed, booking shoots, covers, travel plans. And while I was getting everything I initially asked for, I still didn't feel fulfilled. I kept looking, searching for the next big high. I can't wait until this shoot, I can't wait until that plan, I can't wait until that project, it seemed almost never-ending. I kept running into that question, what is my purpose? And I think unfortunately most of us have been trained to believe that our purpose needs to be a quote-unquote big or great thing, otherwise it will not have meaning. But I was thinking that it needed to be something on a grand scale, that it needed to be famous or something, when all in fact I was looking for was the validation that I was worthy, that I had come into a full burnout breakdown in my railroad apartment in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. My job wasn't paying enough to make rent at the time, and I was sitting on my couch thinking of anything that I could do. I was about $100 away from selling photos of my feet online. But I was living in New York City. I was a creative trying to make it in the concrete jungle. I was that CW stereotypical girl that moved into the big city to make it big. Yet the fast style of life and the crowd of people around me who were chasing the same thing made me feel that type of fatigue that comes from within your bones. My soul ached for relief from feeling tired of the rat race I had now found myself in. I picked up my film camera again, and I even got one of those cigar-box-style Polaroids, super old-school, that would unfold like the vintage nerd that I was. I took it about town and photographed whomever I had the fastest crush on. I remember what it was like to be intentional with my time, with my focus, with my tool. Never mind that each shot was anywhere from $0.83 to $2, so I had to make it count. But there was a slowness that I was able to develop a moment that I had captured in my mind with my camera. And before you think that this is going to be an episode about photography, this is actually an episode on purpose. Photography has always been a metaphor for me in how I live my life. I live for moments and experiences, the Epicurean form of life. A life lived through the senses through its smell, touch, taste, sound, and light, and I thought a lot about what if, just what if, that could be my purpose. Is it possible that my purpose could be living magically? And what would that look like? To see things in a different way than they're presented in our matrix, but to see them in almost an aesthetic, like you were going to frame that moment one day, a real opportunity to slow down. Today, in fact, I busted out my SX-70 Polaroid camera to see if it still worked and tested it out on my stepdaughter. 10 years old at 1 p.m. on a Sunday in her pajamas that read, sleep all day, standing on the front porch of our house in an unseasonably warm but crazy windy day. She does her best to pose, but her green eyes can't take the light of the sun. She blinked. Click. And said, did you get it? and ran inside. The vines on the leaves that crawled underneath the porch looked whittled behind her, dry and starting to turn brown, will always tell me that this was November. A moment, however insignificant, in fact wasn't, and the tool itself made the moment look like it was from 1972, like even she had been transported into another time. What kind of magic was this to turn what seemed ordinary into the very extraordinary I'm not sure if it's the action of the camera itself, but perhaps it's the act of stopping and noticing the moment that makes it special to begin with. We live such fast lives. When was the last time you were grateful that something was slow or took a long time? While you were sitting in traffic trying to get to work? While you were watching your kids waiting for them to go to bed? While you were waiting on your romantic partner to arrive and change your life? What is it about the phrase we use so often, I can't wait, where we have trained ourselves out of the time it takes for something to develop? I want you to think about the concept of time with me. You can't see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, but it's very real. You literally live and die by time. Time can be the greatest gift and time can be the most brutal killer. To have time makes you the richest person in the world, and to not have time is to be devastated by the poverty that stands before you. Time is a currency in which some of us spend recklessly, while some of us wish it away in spells of I can't wait, to spending time thought in the future and feeling remiss when what we look forward to now lives in the past. We don't know how many years, months, weeks, days, hours, minutes, seconds we will live on this planet and that sometimes keeps us from taking time seriously. I looked in the mirror today, and I saw how much my face has changed. While gravity could have an equal part to play, time has had her stamp on me. In my head, everyone, including myself, is kind of frozen in time at a certain age. And when I'm super present, at times I can see where they are, where they actually are. I recently got married, and upon looking at the photos, it was the first time I saw my parents in their 60s. While still beautiful and jovial and youthful in presence, the gray started to show and shattered my childhood image that they weren't 30 anymore. As I'm nearing my 40s, that shouldn't come as a shock, but I almost never entertain the age of my parents because I fear that pain too often of losing them. But as life has gotten increasingly busy, I haven't had enough time to spend with them. Time has visited my daughter over the past few weeks and she's shot up in height. And even though she's just 18 months, she looks like a proper two-year-old. And I often wonder how much time I'll have with her. So I do my best in the moments when she's testing my worst to be present and knowing that the time spent with my girl is time I never regret spending. But there are times that I do regret spending, like all the time I spent pursuing relationships that were torturous for me. The times that I spent pleasing people who didn't care for me deeply. The times that I allowed my energy to be sucked out of me and the times that it was without my permission. The times that I spent living in future scenarios that would never come to pass and then the time that I spent agonizing and ruminating over the past that I could not change. The time that I wished that I was someone else and looked like someone else and the time I took to tear myself apart. Precious minutes, days, and years I'll never get back, and I often wonder if time spent wisely actually translates into a life well spent. Does our time dictate how well we live? I often hear the phrase, shake it like a Polaroid picture, whenever I bust out my film camera, and I make sure to correct anyone to let them know that in fact you shouldn't shake them It doesn't help them develop faster, and in fact, could damage the delicate layers of chemicals in the structure of the photo. People are either shocked or annoyed by that, but I think about it a lot, because even for a photo to take two to five minutes to develop is too long. We must shake it, speed it up, to get the result as soon as possible. We are not very skilled at waiting. The entire purpose of the Polaroid was to be instant photography, and yet, it seems that it is not instant enough. Now think about how many photos you take on your phone. How instant and the sheer amount of them you have. At this moment in time, I have 49,921 photos on my phone, in counting. Over half of them are of my daughter. But the times that I most often go through and look at them are when I'm on planes. When I'm forced not to scroll the internet, and I reminisce on old memories and how fast time has actually flown by. The thought I most often run into is, I should print these. And yet somehow, it never happens. So I bought an instant camera to take occasional photos of her that I could keep in a book. And you know how often I look at that book? At least twice a month. More than I ever look back at the photos in my phone likely because those photos took more time, more effort, and they were more intentional. What if we took that approach to our life? To cherish when things take their time, to enjoy the seasons that we're in, and look at where we are at and say, this is my purpose. To merely live and experience this existence in every facet it has to offer to develop with time and reflect on memories that manifested very physically in our lives. That we didn't speed up any space of time because it was uncomfortable, but gave it a chance to be a tool in our life that helped us become. We were in a hurry, but for what? I remember when I was 10 asking my mom when I could babysit, when I could drive, when I could stop eating green beans, when I could go to the mall on my own. I remember thinking that it was gonna be so much more awesome when I'll be a teenager and I can drive, when I'm 21 and I could drink, when I'm 25 and I feel old enough to be married, when I was 30 and I could have children, and suddenly looking backwards as I got older and thinking that it was cooler when I was 30 and I didn't have to take care of anyone but myself, when I was 25 with the world ahead of me, when I was 21 and still innocent, when I was 16 and didn't have to pay rent. My stepson was in the back of our seat on Thanksgiving talking about how I couldn't wait for Christmas. This was, mind you, after all day of him mentioning about when is December 1st so he could crack open his advent calendar and start devouring the many-sized Parisian chocolates behind each door one by one. I was perplexed by the thought because he had just eaten some dessert and rather than be fulfilled by the sweet treat he had just had, he was ruminating on the one he would get next. I asked him if he was able to enjoy the treat he just had without thinking about the next one and he said no. I asked him what would happen after Christmas, will you feel happy about Christmas after it's over? And he said, well then I'll start planning my birthday. While some of you might laugh at the childlike excitement for holidays, chocolates, and toys, are we as adults not that different? Do we have a hard time enjoying our experiences before we're wishing for the next one? I told him about the very valuable lesson I was learning, not to wish my years of life away looking for the next fix of excitement. It made me a little sad that this is how I've lived most of my life up until this point. If the average person lives to be around 80, then let me say that this is my midlife crisis. To look back and realize that it was never about the destination, but always about the journey. That the speed was never necessary to get somewhere else because I am already here. You are already here. Must we speed through the golden years of our life wishing it was something else? Can we enjoy the time much differently while we must wait for something to arrive. Would it be okay for us to slow down and enjoy things more than we have in the past to soak up the one luxury we have on this earth? Can our singular purpose be enjoying our time? I just ask because the best Polaroids that turn out are the ones that were allowed to develop in their own time.